Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Level Up with Chris Patrick. Guys, I hope y'all had a fantastic weekend and got some good stuff done. All right. Last week, we talked about some amazing stuff. Today, we're going to be talking about some even better stuff. But without further ado, for those of you listening for the very first time, welcome aboard. For those of you coming back, hey, thanks for still letting me waste your time. Now I'm just playing. But seriously, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate your listenership. You guys are awesome. All right. Today's episode is titled A Little Bit Cheesy. I'm calling it You Are Your Kid's Hero. And here's why. All right. Last week we talked about how it's normal to have certain thoughts, right? It's normal to be angry and pissed off and just feeling all kinds of negative emotions. But we also discussed about how it's not about what or how you're feeling, but it's about having the discipline and the self-control to not act on those feelings, but instead to take them out in a more positive and healthy way. Okay. Now, I want you to put yourself in a toddler's shoes. Imagine for a moment, even if you don't have kids, that there's a three-year-old living in your home. Yes, this three-year-old's your kid, right? You stub your toe on the foot of the bed. Now, man, I'm telling you, if this were me, probably going to have a few cuss words coming out of my mouth because I mean that shit hurts but if I cuss and my son is standing right there because he's three so I'm using him as this analogy and he hears me say the s word the f word the d word you know all these different words What's not to say that throughout the rest of that day, he's going to choose one or more of those words to repeat for the rest of the day. And now I might have a two-week battle to break this new bad habit he's cultivated. And no one's to blame but myself because he wouldn't have known those words if I hadn't taught them to him. So we have to begin to really take a step back and reevaluate why we react the way that we do. It's not so much about always trying to control the way we react. We need to go further and dig deep as to why we react the way that we do. And this goes towards everything in parenting. I mean everything, whether it's why you get pissed off when your kids argue with you or why it makes you want to just wring their little little neck when they just talk back, right? Or they don't want to go to bed at their designated sleep time or your toddler absolutely refuses to go potty on the toilet. You know, what? whatever makes your skin crawl or mind go black, with rage, right? We need to dig deep and find out why we react the way that we do. And, and it could be as simple as looking back, for example, 
I'll kind of share for myself. That way you guys have an idea of exactly what it is I'm talking about here. But see, growing up in foster care, I had a lot of different influences uh, when it came to parenting. I think of one family as my immediate family. And they are the only ones who ever truly showed me unconditional love. And they are my kids' grandparents. Uh, but for this sake, I'll refer to them as the Cortez family, right? I love them. They're my mom and dad. Like I said, my kids' grandparents and all that. Um, but growing up, there were certain things that when I look back... And mom and dad, if y'all are listening, y'all know I love you. <laughs> Um, but the, there are certain things that like, you know, it, if my mom was cooking something and she made an entire dinner and everything afterwards, you would think that in a teenager's mind, it would only be right for us to wash the dishes and clean the kitchen. But as a teenager, we have this selfish ambition and and greediness to where we want what we want, when we want it, and the world be damned. So we would kind of go off to our rooms after we ate or, you know, we, we'd join in on the music and the fun and everything. But, you know, my mom would kind of get upset, you know, and, and she'd be like, Hey, mijo, what do you think you're doing? No, c- come back over here. You're going to wash your dishes. And for me, it wasn't so much that she was commanding me to do something. It was the tone in her voice or or the level of volume that she was using it. And I didn't realize back then that it affected me as much as I do now that I do the same thing with my kids. Yeah, I mean, it might not be the same. My three-year-old's not being demanded to wash dishes because, you know, he's too small for that. But there's certain things that when I tell Elijah, you know, if I'm changing his baby sister's diaper, hey, buddy, you know, do me a favor, bud, and put this in the trash for me. And if he looks at me, and this boy knows, (laughs) he will look me full in the face and go, no, dad, airplane, meaning he wants to play with his his toy airplane in that moment. He has zero cares to give. (laughs) See, I'm trying to change my verbiage here. I'm not trying to cuss so much for my sake and your guys'. But uh, he wants to play with his airplane in that moment. That's his his desire in that moment. And even though daddy's telling him to do something, he doesn't give a crap. He looks me full in the face. No, dad, this is what I'm going to do. And there's something about his total and complete defiance that makes me want to spank his butt. But I know it's not okay to hit because it hurts. And it takes away that trust that we have together. Now, you might disagree with me and that's okay. I'm not here to change your mind. But for me and mine, I don't want to hit him, especially because y'all haven't seen my arms I'm a built dude. If I hit him, it's not just going to hurt. It's really going to freaking hurt. So I have to have that self-control to not act on that feeling. So instead, I catch myself yelling at him. Hey! 
I told you to throw this in the trash. You listen to daddy. And his poor little face twists up into this total betrayed, complete sad and hurt. And it's just like, I don't know what's worse. Me spanking his butt with how buff I am. Or me stabbing him in the heart with how angry I sounded at him. And and I have to think about the situation. It doesn't really call for that level of anger, does it? It's a freaking diaper. <clears throat> it's a diaper being thrown away. Now, of course, it goes deeper than that. His total defiance and absolute refusal to do what I told him to do, yeah. But, I mean, it's a freaking diaper so as I dug deeper I look back and my mom kind of used to raise her her voice a lot and yell so that's an attribute that I've carried into my style of parenting and I'm not saying at all that my mom was a bad mom because mom if you ever hear this You are the only reason I'm alive today, and I thank you, and I love you, love you, love you, love you for it. I wouldn't change a thing. Thank you, Mom. You're incredible. But for me and mine, I need to learn that there are healthier ways to communicate with my son, even though he's only three years old. So that is something that I know that I can begin to work on and kind of, so to speak, tear down the walls of my past and cultivate new, healthier habits in fatherhood. So for you guys, I want to challenge y'all to think about some behaviors that you've kind of carried, some baggage, so to speak, that you've carried from when you were a child and how your parents raised you and how their parents, your grandparents raised them and so on and so forth, okay? And begin to tear down those strongholds and raise your children in a healthier, happier style. Now, I'm not saying kids don't deserve to be disciplined and grounded and write sentences and all these different kind of disciplines because they they absolutely should. No doubt about it. But do they deserve to grab a switch from the backyard or have a chancla beaten against their bare ass or a belt or a wooden paddle or what have you? Whatever you've used uh, to spank. I, I love how we've, we've changed the terminology over the centuries. It no longer became hit or beat your child. It, it just it feels better in our mind's eye to say, "Oh, I don't beat my kid. I just I just spank him." What the hell's the difference? You just hit your kid. You just beat your kid, right? It's the same thing. And then you're blind with rage and anger in that moment. So what should have been a simple little pat became this full-blown whack on his ass. No, you you can't do that. It's not okay. Your level of strength is so much more than you realize when it comes to a child's sensitive skin. Their nerves are just underneath the skin at this stage of their lives. We have got to be more careful. We have to be. 
I'm not saying you can't hit your kid because your kid's not my kid, but I want to encourage you guys, if it's the last thing I do, to take a healthier approach to disciplining your children. And, and here's where it leads into the title of this episode. You're your kid's hero, right? Whether you have children or not, I need y'all to hear me. Imagine you're holding a quarter or, or a half dollar coin and you're about to flip it, right? One is heads, the other side is tails, but let's rename them really fast. The first side is going to be called hero. The other side is going to be called villain. You can either be your kid's hero or their villain. And here's what I mean. Going back to the start of this episode, y'all heard me talking about how kids watch our behavior, right? If I stub my toe and say a bunch of cuss words, my son's going to see that and replicate that same behavior. However, if I stub my toe and I kind of just growl under my breath, hop up and down for a quick second, he might even laugh like, oh, daddy's doing something funny. And, you know... It's not the easiest way to handle that level of pain because, man, it freaking sucks to stub your toe. But notice there was a great reaction where my son chuckles and thinks daddy's funny hopping up and down holding his big toe or the bad reaction where he starts cussing. And now we're going to have a two-week battle getting him to stop saying specific words. I can either be my kid's hero or I can be their villain. I can either beat the holy living crap out of my kids, spank them every chance I get just because I'm pissed off and I don't want to deal with their crap, or B... I can use constructive criticism and help them in every way that I possibly can before it leads to that point. And then, even when it still gets to that point, I tell my wife, hey, babe, I need you to take over. I need help in this moment. And maybe you don't have a co-parent. Maybe you don't have a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend or fiance or, or partner in life who walks beside you in this thing called parenthood, right? And so you're sitting here going, well, damn it, Chris, at least you have somebody. I've got no one. Man, I'm telling you, that's a load of crap. Sometimes, and bear with me, please don't turn this off. Man, think about it. Whether it's grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, cousin, sister, brother, best friend, other friend, sex buddy. Like, honestly, y'all can call even your greatest friend and be like, hey, man, I really need your help. I'm going to be completely transparent with you, man. If you don't come over to my house right now, <laughs> man, I'm going to lose my shit on this kid. I am going to lose my mind. I need your help. Because I would rather you be totally honest with somebody and receive the help you need in that moment then do something that you are absolutely going to regret and trust me when I say kids remember being hit and it's not good it's not trust me take it from someone that was abused both physically and sexually throughout the course of my childhood not in the foster family I was talking about in this episode but I was beat 
and, and molested by other people in my life. And I, I need y'all to fully understand something here. Kids remember. And it causes trauma the likes of which you could never contemplate or fully understand unless it happened to you. And if it did happen to you, I need you to really take a step back and reevaluate exactly why in the hell you thought it was a good idea to bring that same level of hurt, that same level of madness into your child's life. Because it's not cool. We need to begin to implement new strategies that are going to be healthier and better and long-lasting for our kids than it was for us. As hard as the Cortez family tried, I did not have a perfect childhood. And by no means was it their fault. I made a lot of mistakes in my childhood and I screwed up a lot. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But it's taken years. I've done years of therapy and and reading self-development books and applying new strategies to my life to finally get to this point where I can make a complete difference, not only in my own life, but my kid's life, my wife's life, and help other people along the way. And that's all that I'm trying to do. I am not ever going to sit here and tell you how to parent. Never. Every kid is different. Every parent is different. I would hate if someone came into my house and told me, well, you know what, Chris, I think you ought to try and do this and you should start parenting this way. No, hell no. These are my kids. This is my life. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. However, I don't think there's any harm in encouraging you guys to take a healthier approach. Like I said, imagine that coin. You can either be your kid's hero or you can be your kid's villain. There are days, y'all, where I get with my son. Like over this past weekend, I took him out for ice cream and yeah it was a little cold outside but I mean to a kid they don't care ice cream's ice cream no matter what season of the year it is and let me tell you something man as we sat down at that table watching him scoop that ice cream into his mouth and the big old cheesy grin on his face and just seeing how happy he was and and my daughter was there she was kind of napping in her stroller and uh, halfway through, she woke up and she was getting some fries and dunking it in the milkshake and, you know, just really numbing down on this goodness, this yummy goodness and, and and seeing the joy emanating off these kids for something as simple as a frozen treat, you know, did they deserve that ice cream? Probably not. I mean, they, they've been turds and you know, they, they hadn't been on the best behavior all weekend. But, man, I'm their daddy. And mommy was in an appointment too cold outside to go to a playground. So I improvised. It was either Froyo, which was closed, or milkshakes and fries at Five Guys. So we chose that. I'm here to tell you guys. In that moment, seeing their smiles and everything, I was their hero. And it's just like when I come home from work and I'm in my uniform and they see me and whether it's a, a, no matter where you work, whether you work at McDonald's or like me, you're in the Navy or 
you work at Best Buy or whatever, right? When you come home and the kids, daddy or mommy, and they run to you and they just, man, they just love that you're home and they're so excited, so happy. You are your kid's hero. The only question is, when you come home, what are they embracing? Are you going to be super pissed off in the next 30 minutes to an hour? Or are you going to be a healthier part of their life, a healthier part of their day, and be involved, make them dinner, run a bath, let them play in that bath, not just wash, but allow them to play in that bath for at least 30 minutes. Read them a bedtime story. Tuck them in. Sing to them until they fall asleep. I'm not saying every night you got to do that, but really begin to implement new strategies, new routines that is going to make parenting your, your kiddos, I wouldn't necessarily say easier because it's never easy. But just better. A lot better. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I just want you guys to remember you are your kid's hero. Now go out there and put these tips to use. Thank you.